When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that bridges the gap and the fab. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. Use lube, kids. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. <laughs> I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Or are we today? Here to bridge the fat between sexuality and actuality? <laughs> at least I didn't say, hey, beautiful at the top, because I almost I, did that. <laughs> in my mind, often have to stop myself from saying that. Um, we're going to talk about butt plugs. We're going to talk about butt plugs as part of Redo-cember. Yeah. We put a Facebook poll out a long time ago now and asked everybody, hey, of all of the stuff that we've done in the past, what topics would you like to see us revisit? And butt plugs was not number two Ooh, yeah so the second time we're talking about butt plugs butt plugs y'all love things in your butts who knew yeah right yeah that's that's our audience's case yeah <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're gonna have guests on uh to talk about making butt plugs local seattle yes yeah butt plug experts <laughs> bring in the experts because it's surely not you or i no it is not <laughs> maybe dan but like <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, but first, but first, here's the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, 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 news. The first. Okay. Jesse Smollett. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Say yeah, your yeah, opinions. Yeah. I, I haven't. I've only read the headlines, and I. Uh, so I. I don't feel. I no. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want to hear what like more of the details. From yeah, you. yeah. All right. So uh, l- last week, uh, Jesse Smollett. We've talked about this story several times on, on, on the show. Uh, Jesse Smollett was convicted, and um, uh, he was the he's found guilty of falsely reporting a hate crime. So there are these dudes that he apparently paid to hate crime him, which I'm still very unclear what the end game was there, but. Is it just to garner sympathy? Hmm. Maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, they they yelled, this is MAGA country, and beat the crap out of him, and um, put a noose around his neck, and hmm. said homophobic things to him. And then it came out that he had paid them $3,500, and- Is that the going rate? They, I guess so. I, I guess so. And they, they, they then said um, that that was- because he had paid them to do this to him. And then apparently he was hooking up with one of them and then he denied Ooh. it. Like there's this whole like sordid love thing happening. He, but, Ryan Murphy doesn't have to write anymore. He can just like copy notes from this. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> making it easy. Uh, he, but he went to trial for, so he went to trial for six counts and uh, was found guilty on five of them. Um, count one was making a false police report that he was the victim of a hate crime. Count two was making a false report that he was the victim of a battery. Count three was making, oh, to, uh, to one officer. Count three was making a false police report he was the victim of a hate crime to a different detective. Hmm. Making a false police report he was the victim of battery to that detective. And making a false police report that he was a victim of a battery to um, a, a, an, another, uh, another report but to the same detective. Basically, he'd given the same bullshit story to too many people, and each turned into a count. That um, I that's something that I did not realize that we could like every like all these different counts count as separate charges. Uh, huh? 
I mean, if if you run the same stop sign four times, it's still four tickets, I guess. Mm. Um, Or zero, because they've never caught me. (laughs) You're rebel, Kyle. (laughs) I'm crazy. You're such a bad boy. (laughs) Bad. The only stop signs I pay attention to are sexual. (laughs) Oh, my God. Consent is sexy. Um, yeah, Jesse Smollett was, uh, was an ac- an actor on the show Empire and that's why we care and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and came out, came out as gay and, um, yeah, so he's been found guilty. His lawyer, of course, says that he's certain that it will be overturned on appeal mm. because that's what lawyers do is like come out with the big dick energy, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, okay. I, what I will say is that um i I, like initially i remember hearing about this and then hearing like when people started kind of turning the the press or media turned i remember at that time i did read it and i felt good about defending him at the time because it was like chicago pd has evidence yeah and then it was like but what is that like you never read any details right i like believing a believe victims believing right? a victim yeah. especially over the pd who says they have evidence but doesn't name it i feel good about that stance yep. and I, I mean i think i still think it's worth again because i don't know enough about this i think it's still worth questioning like just because a jury can like convicted him uh, like i don't sometimes there's i don't know other people know more about like how believable the like that conviction or, or what the evidence actually was in the trial that would know more so like yeah i i still feel good about not not just believing oh the system got it all right and it's fine sure. you know so sure i'm with you on that i think I, I, we we know this already i'm i'm slightly more conservative than you are when it comes to like criminal justice stuff mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. me it's now game over like a 12 person jury deliberated for 9 hours and found him guilty i just have to believe he did it I, like it's yeah Great. I mean, I, I, I get why, but like the, the, this is like the systemic part of like the, the way things are structured is like, who are those people? And, and you know, I'm not, I I don't want to like, I think it's worth holding some like shadow of like doubts or, or not just, Oh, he was convicted and always that hundred percent. That's always true kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, again, like I don't know enough to like, stake my reputation on jesse smollett yeah yep 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 well do i have a reputation (laughs) i don't know what i'm worried about there my pristine reputation your record (laughs) yeah i don't know (laughs) uh well all of those are disorderly conduct charges and for a false crime report in that jurisdiction is a class four felony each punishable by up to three years in prison and a $25,000 fine. And it's now up to the judge to figure out whether to make them concurrent or consecutive. Mm. So, wow, that makes a big difference. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be three to 15 years Damn. and uh, 25 to $125,000. Yeah. Um, news the second. Yeah. This story, I don't know why it caught my eye. I mean, like, uh, I don't know how I found it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It's on Pink News. A lot of my stuff comes from Pink News. But uh, the headline, elderly gay Navy veteran jailed for almost two years for having consensual sex in a nursing home. So, uh, wow. Uh, yeah. Ryan, again, Ryan Murphy has so little work to do. <laughs> Just listen to gayish, Ryan just, Murphy. The, it's the log line. <laughs> like, you got it. You're done. Uh, at the Southampton Manor Nursing and Rehabilitation Center in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, Leroy Martin, an 81-year-old Navy veteran, had consensual sex with at least two men 
during the summer and autumn of 2019. What a slut. Yeah, yeah. And so the staff there saw it differently. This is the really dumb way of saying like they were really grossed out. Oh, (laughs) um, they, they decided to try to paint him as a sexual predator. They called the police on him. Uh, There's a civil lawsuit that says that they did that because he's gay. And that if it was, if it was a heterosexual encounter, that it would not have been handled in this way. Uh, His lawyer, Jay Connor Cochran said, uh, this was consensual with both men. If it had been an Adam and Eve story instead of Adam and Steve, (laughs) they wouldn't have even called the police, which, okay. Even if you're on our side, don't use that Come on, line. I <laughs> like, know, right? Have you heard the bisexual line of, I mean, everyone should be a bisexual because it's Adam and Eve, not Adam wrong. or Eve. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I love that. Um, apparently, okay, like this, this, this whole thing took a turn because he um, is a, he's 81, his Parkinson's disease, is a wheelchair user, like is just not like a predator in like uh, most of the traditional <laughs> respects and ended up in jail for 22 months damn like it, it's it's uh it's 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 just it's just crazy now the two men one of them was 43 years old and was in the nursing home because of a mental capacity issue so mm. there's some questions about whether he was capable of consenting and um and then uh that man said that he allowed Martin to blow him because, quote, he hadn't been with a woman in 21 years. So, um, and then the, the sec- story has it all. <laughs> the, the, the second man, who was also a senior and has since died in high school. Oh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> senior citizen. Okay, 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 okay. Or senior high no school. No judgment. Start there. I, don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, so apparently he was straight and never alerted the authorities because he was ashamed to receive oral sex from a man. Mm. I, I, during the interview with the police, he said, I like women. I don't like men. Um, but uh, yeah. So so what's what's interesting about this, I think, is there is a larger problem here of elder abuse in mm. the nursing home system in this country. And it's particularly bad or pointed or... Uh, uh, different for for gay people, and um, there are a lot of nursing homes or assisted living centers, uh, or even home care where uh, queer elders report being shunned, abused because they are LGBT, mm. uh, afraid to come out. Um, there's there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of fucked up, out of sight, out of mind stuff that happens when it comes to taking care of senior citizens but especially queer ones. Yeah. And um, it's... Especially because, like, th- yeah, there's so many issues that come up, like, they might have come out at a time where it's less accepting, so they may have, like, less family or yeah. maybe harder to find each other or generation of people that aren't alive anymore. So, yeah. like, they're, they're... And then to add, like, a sexual component to that because we don't like, as a society, sexual... Like, seeing old people, seeing people in wheelchairs, like, any of that, like, be sexual, like... Man, yeah, that this that's a lot. Yeah, and that's like, I, yeah, I bet all of that contributes to why they'd be like, "Whoa, you have sex? Yeah, yeah, I don't get it." Like, and the dude, uh, yeah. And there's some ridiculous number of STIs that happen in nursing care facilities because old people be fucking old people. Yeah, <laughs> I, if 
I hope I get it. Lots yes. of STIs when I'm old. I've, I've said this before. Like, like people are always like, hey, you, your grandparents or parents having sex. Like, oh, that's disgusting. I'm always like, I hope to God that they're fucking because that means there's hope for me. That's weird thank you <laughs> oh, sorry I, 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 I turned I, I don't i mean i don't want to think about it i'm not gonna encourage them i'm not gonna write them a card to in of support i hope they're railing each other right now oh. okay news the last <laughs> i mean not okay sure yeah uh news the last the liberal government of prime minister justin trudeau in canada has voted to ban lgbt plus conversion therapy so it had first just passed the house of commons when we talked about it on on uh, have a nice gay which i hear is a really great short daily podcast that just brings up happy things about what it's like to be gay that's right oh that's crazy that's right uh but that has now passed the senate and will now become law in canada congratulations canada um yeah there are now renewed pressures on the uk to get their shit together because Mm. they've been talking about doing a similar conversion therapy ban for a really long time the united states is hopeless as always (laughs) i like i really don't think that uh Mm. we're ever going to get there although state to state there are lots of statewide bans on conversion therapy Mm. here um but yeah uh there is it's always about jesus like the arguments for conversion therapy ultimately come down to jesus that that Jesus thinks it's gross and you're fucking with my religion if you tell me I can't beat my kid until they're not into dick anymore yeah. or whatever. Like, well, Yeah, like child abuse is totally fine if it's about like making them... The, the, like, the, 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 the damaging effect that conversion therapy has on LGBT kids is disgusting. Like yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's abuse. People are more likely to like have mental health issues, depressed suicide and why if you were yeah and of course you would because yeah. you're like it's it's insane that i think like even there are things about like you know i think amazon maybe didn't allow books about conversion therapy and it's like sure. oh but freedom of speech but like the same people that are like but we have to take out this trans book because like I, this this might rub off on my kid or whatever yeah. you yeah. know it's it, there's yeah it's it's just all comes back to jesus yeah. it's stupid it is stupid. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but that's the news. Great. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about butt plugs? Well, first you're going to tell me. us about... Fuck me. No. <laughs> you don't. I remember. You didn't remember. I remembered. Hey, remember, whoever yells it the loudest is the right one, and I yeah. remembered. Great. Um, I would like to thank... <laughs> The following non-stupid people mm-hmm. uh, are recent Patreons. Are any of them Jesus? Jesus, number one. <laughs> okay. He pays us in love, oh. which we can, which is, no, that's fucked up, oh. Jesus. <laughs> Give us money <laughs> or something we can sell. <laughs> I'd like to thank Mason Taylor. Mason Taylor? Uh, yeah, who's just recently on uh, For Attention. Oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, panelist. yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mason. Um, Casey. Love you, Casey. Thanks for having one. Is, name. That, is that the letters or is that the spelled out word name? Ooh, this is Casey, the spelled out name. You're right. Okay. KC might have thought they got an extra shout out, but no. I mean, if all you of Kansas to... City got together to give us one Patreon subscription, like. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. Um, Armando Yaz Gonzalez. And, nice. Uh, and Patrick. Oh, all right. You were waiting for the rest of that, weren't you? Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. I hope you're a saint.
Christian? And he has a day a, in March. What? Never mind. Okay, great. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Drinking. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you want to join and listen to more of us talking, <laughs> which so far we've made a good selling point on why you want that, uh, go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast. And our guests today have uh, exciting uh, something to share with our Patreon folks. Uh, a little fuck. Just, oh, just a little fuck. No, yeah. they, they fuck on screen. Pay for video, everybody. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that our guests today um, are offering a, a special discount code. Uh, <laughs> one of you say something. I'm trying to get people to sign up for fucking Patreon because it's a 20% discount instead of a 10% discount. At this point in the episode, we haven't even mentioned the 10% discount because that's at the end of the episode. I don't know what the fuck to say. You got it. There we go. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yeah, if you're a patron, look for uh, a post that'll uh, tell you how to get an extra bonus discount. Um, from maybe we should tell them what we're doing first our, from our guests whom are whom eric and emmett from happy hole toys a local sex toy but a lot of butt plugs uh manufacturer here in seattle yeah they're both in a relationship like they're partners and partners like they're boyfriends and business partners which is really interesting and uh, i yeah, that's a, that seems feels like a lot to me. Yeah, it is. It is a lot. Trying to be friends. So with are their these. dildos. Oh. A lot of them are a lot. But uh, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Weight, girth, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're gonna. There we. Yeah, we got the experts on. They're gonna be on. Um, in in mere moments. Yep. In mere moments. It's uh. So happyholetoys.com is them, and um, they are giving all of our listeners ten percent off uh, if they use the code gayish at checkout. And our Patreon folks get an even better discount. It's bigger if you're on Patreon. It's girthier. It's There's a girthier so discount. <laughs> Do you want to take a break and chat with? Yeah. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have very attractive Eric and Emmett <laughs> from <laughs> Happy Hole Toys on. I was waiting for you to, to comment on. I like them for their minds and their sex toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I value. Great. <laughs> yeah. Do you take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. <laughs> we're back. Uh, we are here with Eric and Emmett from Happy Hole Toys. Thanks Welcome for being to here. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. <laughs> Are, you, are your holes happy? Yeah. <laughs> so happy. <laughs> okay, so you we we're going to talk about you make butt plugs and dildos mm-hmm. and and miscellany. Um, but start with you all are but dating. first, <laughs> but first naturally. <laughs> um, you all are dating and like in business together. That sounds like it could be stressful (laughs) yeah uh we've been dating for going on six years now um i moved down to seattle for a job and i ended up moving into 206 and this guy here was 106 so naturally we found ourselves on the grinder and (laughs) um, made a connection there and yeah well that's uh, i mean they say don't mix business and romance or whatever but uh, are you guys navigating that okay i'm sure there's challenges but every day we look at it and say these are the challenges that we're we're facing and how do we want to take this on and at a certain point it gets it does come to the degree where we have to say okay we need to take tonight off mm-hmm. and that can be really difficult to do sometimes yeah. but you can usually tell it's just like okay we're, it's to the point where we're not being productive mm-hmm. because we're we're just kind of in it 
Mm. And we need to step back and appreciate each other and just watch a movie, go to dinner, mm. something not dildos. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking if you're like, okay, we're going to set aside business for now. Let's have sex. And you get out one of your butt plugs and you're like, oh, wait, this is, <laughs> do you think about this all the time now? Even like on your personal time? I would say that, yeah, we, we, we tend to not like always play with our toys too. It's like when we do mm. like get to play together, it's, it's great because, you know, we cannot have to focus on the company and we can kind of just be with each other. So that, that is nice. Um, but yeah, sometimes when we do pull it out, it's like, okay, is this work or is this play? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's also kind of the, the crux of that, where the company came from, you know, er, you know, has a collection of other toys from other companies and it's because that, you know, something that we enjoy. Yeah. And so it's, it's not just like that we have our own product and, you know, it's, you know, at a certain point, um, competition analysis to a degree, <laughs> but also, Oh, this is research. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so how, how does one decide to become a butt plug manufacturer? Like, like, do you have skills in similar things beforehand? Do you decide this is what I want to go after and you just do it? So yeah, I went to school for manufacturing supply chain management. So okay. naturally I've always had this curiosity into like how things are made. So, um, it was actually October of 2020 and, um, yeah, I was using my toy collection quite often then, uh, not being able to touch myself. So, um, so yeah, naturally I started like looking at my toy collection and was just curious, like, okay, how, how difficult it is, is it to make something like this? And, you know, did a little bit of research. And I think along the way I found that, okay, some of the main processes involved in making a sex toy, I had some sort of experience and, um, within my like past life. So, um, really to, to make a, a uh, sex toy, you got to start with like a, a master, which is kind of like the an, uh, initial model. So there's a couple of ways that you can do that. You can either do it through like a 3D sculpting program. You can actually like sculpt out of clay or other materials, um, or you could use like an actual body part and that's called life casting. So um, I had a little bit of uh, experience with doing 3D modeling and stuff through some of the courses I'd gone through um, in college. So that kind of became a natural fit to go more on the 3D sculpting side of things. It also allowed us to kind of iterate on different sizes and shapes and designs and stuff a little bit quicker, not actually having to like sculpt it out of clay and then like go from there. So, so I, I had a little bit of like comfort with that. And then the other part of it is really the um, kind of mold making and casting part. And it's like not exactly how we do it, but I think back to um, like I, when I was a kid and I think it was middle school, we did this like art project where you had to make like a alginate face casting and then mm. from there they did a plaster mold and then we uh, did like a glass like thing over it so it was like a little art project there but had some experience with doing that I was like okay if I could do this with my parents when I was a kid in middle school like how hard could it be so mm-hmm. um, yeah did that and then um, kind of the last component was just running the business and I had had a, a painting company um, when I was in college so I had a little bit of experience like getting a business started up so that wasn't quite as daunting um, as it may be for other folks. So kind of all those pieces came together and the stars aligned. It's like, all right, let's, let's give this a go. There's a stigma to sex toys, sex work, sex, anything. And a lot of things you're describing are like being in college and, and talking about manufacturing. Do you, do you talk to people about like in college or, or <laughs> does your grandma know what or... you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good question. Uh, she does now. Um, there, there, it was like our second coming out. Um, like kind of having to tell the family then about, cause, cause you know, we both are fortunate to come from great families who are super accepting of us when we came out as being gay. And, you know, I've been out since high school. Um, so it was like our second coming out. We were so nervous. So I like, mm. have to tell our parents, it's like, we did this for like a year before my parents, um, found out. And then, yeah, I've like told, told grandma, 
I don't know, maybe six months ago or something. She was so excited. She was so excited for us and you know, even told her friends about it. Um, oh, my. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, to but, be a fly on that wall. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was, yeah, I was going to ask what that conversation looks like. Right. Like, hey, Grandma. Um, yeah, no, Grandma had some questions afterwards. Um, just like, how, how do you even use this? And we didn't go down that path. But, um, but yeah, I know it was funny when my, my parents discovered They kind of pushed us into it because they were dropping off something actually for Emmett's uh, birthday. And we're just doing a drive-by. It was like in the middle of COVID. So I didn't think they were going to like want to actually come into our house. Mm. But... Nonetheless, knock at the door, and here's mom and dad standing outside, and mom needs to use the restroom, so she asks if she can come in. So I try to, you know, play some defense, and she's like, oh, are you sure? Like, oh, the place isn't very clean, and la, 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 la. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I really need to go. So, okay, invite them up, and then as soon as they get to the top of the stairs, it's like, okay, I got to stop you guys. Got to tell you something. Started a company, you know, about a year ago, and this is what we've been doing. And then they walk upstairs because we just had dildos and butt plugs all over the <laughs> living room. So that's kind of how that, that one came out, but they were so accepting of it and um, so supportive and they've always have been. So it was, it was great to, to have that support from the family going into it. And I, th I think something that's out that's kind of important to note though, is that the, the toys that we make aren't a commodity product where they kind of all look the same or it's just a flush color or like a single solid color or something to that degree. Each one is unique. Each pour is something that we kind of put together with a series of colors. A lot of them have UV reactive uh, pigments in them or glow in the dark. And so it's kind of, it, there's kind of an art to it to like a really significant degree. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just, oh, we're making butt plugs. It's like, oh, this is actually something that's really, oh, I really like that one. Oh, that one, that one looks different, you know, and it's just, there is something that's there that's more than just a commodity that I think actually is just, you know, they, they could kind of appreciate. Um, it takes a lot more than just ordering something from a supplier overseas. They're a butt plug snowflake. Yes. <laughs> yes. No two are alike. I love it. Um, and we're going to be showing uh, some of those. Uh, if you're on Patreon, we'll be talking about it. And then if you subscribe to video, you'll be able to see some of those. So, um, but yeah, that's I, I, on your website. You did have it. You mentioned it earlier um, before we started. Good, honest dildos. This is like one of the taglines you're using. And I was going to ask, like, why? What does that matter? Why does it matter? Rather than ordering something that like I can get on Amazon and order anything like. Oh, your face said, yeah, tell me what, 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 why does it make a difference or what's the kind of value there? Yeah. So the, uh, a lot of the products that you'll find on Amazon are made of products or a material that, um, it's not, so what's unique about ours is that it's made of uh, 100% platinum cured silicone. And that's actually, that distinction is critical because some of them will say silicone or like, I know like a lot of the popular ones that you see like on Twitter or whatnot, are like those jelly kind of toys, the kind of clear ones it's often not clear what they're actually made of, or they might be made of a plastic that's been softened with some sort of a, uh, an unknown kind of a um, industrial uh, you know, substance really. And that can actually lead to them degrading or melting or just, you know, it's not a chemically stable is the fear. And you don't really know how it's been treated. Um, on contrast, ours are made from hundred percent platinum cured silicone. We go to our supplier, we get, you know, a, a, a kit of the material and it's two buckets. It's like an epoxy. So there's a part A and a part B. We add the colors to that that are body safe, cosmetic grade, um, and then you know it, it's that. That's it. There's no post processing aside from just literally cleaning it and then uh, boiling it because our toys can be boiled. 
Um, that's another huge selling point is it can be uh, heat sanitized, unlike plastic toys that would melt. Mm. Is there anything else that people wouldn't, uh, the casual butt plug shopper like me, <laughs> should, should, should know about or look for? Like that, I would never thought to look for those specific things. Like what else should people look for when they're buying sex toys? Generally, price tells you something. The material that we use is not cheap. And if you're, if you're finding a butt plug that's $10, $20, I, I wouldn't probably buy that. You know, at a certain point, I definitely wouldn't now knowing what I know. Mm. Um, there are people who have done, um, you know, experiments, research, and there's actually, you know, something uh, online you can find where this uh, sex blogger put a, uh, a jar of, you know, various, you know, dildos, low, low quality um, dildos and uh, butt plugs and things in a, in a jar and I think added um, like lube to it. And over time, they just melted. Mm. But in general, the toys on Amazon that you find are lower cost. It's unclear kind of um, what, what they are made from and the processes that were done in manufacturing. You're making things that go into human bodies. Are there no laws about this shit? Like, is there no oh. regulatory body that says, yeah, you can sell that as a product that people are supposed to insert? Yeah, like, surprisingly, there there is no regulation. That's fucking industry. wild. Yeah, it is. So there is a lot of just like self-regulation within the community and stuff as well that goes on so that, you know, if, if there are, you know, shops out there that are, you know, putting out unsafe products or, you know, aren't manufacturing them to the correct like standards that, you know, a lot of the times you get put on blast too. So it's definitely something that we, you know, take a lot of pride in, in, in the process and making sure that we're doing things right there so that we're putting out safe products for people to use. And, there, you know, there is a indie toy maker community and these people put so much you know they come into it with you know backgrounds in uh, engineering and you know chemical backgrounds and i you know there's someone um who's going i think they're going for their like third phd right now like these are these are some in butt plugs in butt plugs (laughs) (laughs) that's the doctor i want to see but but yeah no it's it's really different than a lot of industries there's a lot of collaboration and sharing Mm -hmm. between shops on best practices how to make things uh, the correct ways and you know things to avoid and it's it's really unique. Usually people, you know, try to keep those things close to the chest, but um, it, it's been a really great, you know, community to be part of and involved in. Wow. And you mentioned that you sell some of your products at Doghouse Leather, which is a Seattle-based, like, my, I've not been there since, like, COVID and everything, but that was, like, my go-to place. I haven't been since they moved. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've not been since they moved either. It's yeah. been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. Right. yeah. What's it like in the, like, the the backside of it um, I don't, <laughs> that I don't see like what's it like working with them and like sex toy shops like the physical shops yeah it's been a great experience for us and I, and I think it kind of like ties in nicely to what, what our actual like model is and how we sell toys online but um but um in the retail space and brick and mortar it's been great for us because we don't have to necessarily take a picture of every single toy and make a like a, a posting for each of them on our website. So there has been some benefit from that, but it's just been great working with Doghouse. They've been such a supportive partner and, you know, kind of giving us a lot of like flexibility being like new coming into this industry and, um, and in the retail space. So there's just been a lot of learning for us and they've been really flexible on that and they've been great to partner with and they definitely want to see our brand grow too. So it's been, it's been nice having that support within the, within the community here in Seattle. I'm blown away by the phrase indie sex toy manufacturer community. Like that, that, <laughs> that concept is wild. Uh, how, how big is that community like in Seattle? Like how many operations like yours are in the greater Seattle area? Would you say? 
Yeah, I'd say there's probably maybe four or five shops. Single digits. Um, We're not talking like hundreds of butt plug manufacturers. Like, it's like yeah, the, no. The, the, I, I would say across the country, there's probably a hundred or potentially more. There's oh, yeah. quite a few um, small small sex toy manufacturers out there. And hmm. I, I mean, I think really to kind of step back here, Twitter is there's an entire dong Twitter community. You know, largely fantasy toys, uh-huh. but sorry, dong, dong, <laughs> dong, twit. What? What does that mean? <laughs> Butt plugs, dildos, dongs of all uh, you know shapes and sizes. Just people who come together to you know follow shops and interact, share their collections. I mean, these these collectors, this is their hobby, and it is so cool. Like they, you know, will have multiples of the same exact model. Because they got one that was in super demand, and then they got another of a poor they liked a little bit more, but they couldn't, you know, bear to part with the first ones, you know. And they'll have spreadsheets, you know, you know, with their collections and wish lists, and it's really it, it's it's a really fantastic kind of relationship between the shops and the collectors. And there's so much dialogue, you know. Shops will post, "I'm looking to, um, you know, get some toys going. Let's see some inspiration photos." I'm still stuck. Is dong a word? I just don't know. What is what's dong mean? I mean, I think it is dick. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a word for dick. Oh, but oh, do- okay. I mean, I am familiar with dong Twitter from know, a certain perspective. I've, I've oh. just never heard that phrase. Or okay, okay. I really love seeing. So I follow you guys on Twitter. I follow some of the other manufacturers, and mm-hmm. I love seeing how much cross posting that you guys do and that they do, like other manufacturers do. Uh, it definitely. Like the the community element there of the the indie manufacturers is clear that everyone's kind of lifting each other up. It's very cool. Yeah, we really we really do strive for that. You know, to it's kind of you know rising tide all boats sort of a thing. You know, their success ultimately is the industry success, which then filters down to us at a certain point. You know, let's get more followers, more um, awareness, really of why people should invest more. You know, in a high quality sex toy because frankly, these other ones are. Uh, concerning from a health perspective mm. and they just don't last as long like i find that platinum cured silicone toys they'll like you, you can have them around forever you can hand them down to your kids if you wanted to <laughs> grandpa used this back, back during the covid back in times the you mentioned taking pictures and and like kind of the the work that goes into like putting together a website and i didn't think about it until then do you get tired of sex toys like it seems like are you inundated enough that it starts to become like boring or less exciting than it used to be when you weren't in the business oh certainly yeah no getting getting ready for a drop is is super stressful and it's it's always there's just so much work that goes into it to get you know every single toy you've got to pour it you got to pull it you trim it and then you got to clean it and then you take pictures of it and then get it up on the website and then you can finally sell it so what is what is drop where do you drop them are there are there is it like the katie perry album where there's butt plugs hidden in the park somewhere yeah so a lot of uh shops uh kind of operate on a drop model some also will like allow you to just order a custom toy but what we do is we'll pre-build a bunch of inventory so we'll decide okay we want you know however many of each of the various sizes and firmnesses and then we'll go out and we'll pour a bunch of toys and we'll trim them and process them and get them ready for sale. And then on one day that we'll announce um, like 
usually a week or so in advance to the dong twit mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll let them know hey this is when we're going to do our drop and then um we'll, we'll post all the products kind of at once and we usually do a pre-shop so people can go in and kind of scope out which items they may be interested in um kind of you know favorite or whatever the the page and then um, at a certain time we load all the inventory into the store and then people can buy up the the toys that they've got their eyes on um, so it's kind of like a, a, a massive rush to get what you want. And then whatever's left is kind of what sits on our site until um, it kind of sells. It's still on my yeah, dong Twitter. I've never heard that phrase. That's very funny. Uh, I'm a sheltered child that have no frame of reference. Like it could cost anywhere between five and $800,000. <laughs> like what, what is your price point? Like you're like you're. I'm sure that there it matters based on like features or whatever, but like what, what on average, <laughs> like what what's a retractable your... <laughs> roof. <laughs> um, so yeah, like a lot of our smaller uh, toys, like our smaller plugs and our extra small toys, um, those are probably going to be around like you know forty to fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. But then some of our extra large toys, I mean, those are you know over a hundred, almost two hundred for some of those. Um, like I think our XLs, we sell for one hundred and seventy-five dollars. But again, the the reason why they are so expensive is because platinum cured silicone just as a raw material in itself is very expensive. When I went to the um, shop to like pick up ingredients for the first time and I saw, you know, how much I was going to be spending on it, I definitely questioned like, okay, how feasible is this, uh, <laughs> is this dildo company? Um, so there's definitely, um, you know, a lot of raw material cost that goes into, into that in price point there. But then the fact that everything is handmade, um, we think that that's also a great selling point of the product. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest sex toy you've ever made? Give me dimensions. <laughs> um, that would be probably our XL Sasquatch. Um, Explain but, yourself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is a model that we actually worked with a really talented artist in the Dong Twitter community um, to help develop. Um, but it's part of our Pacific Northwest collection um, lineup that we've been working on, kind of building out here over the last year. But, yeah, it, it, it's a very kind of... When you look at it, you see a penis, but then you look at it a little bit longer and you see kind of some of these other aspects that a lot of people like in, in, in toys. So one is kind of like there's a knot, um, but it's like kind of a it's not as like bulbousy as a lot of knots on some toys are, which is like a muscular kind of like ball within the actual dildo itself. So there's a little bit of that. Um, so we were hoping to kind of appeal to some of that crowd hmm. um, with that. But it's a it, it's a very kind of musculature, veiny looking <laughs> Penis. <laughs> how, how big are we talking? Um, did we bring... I don't know if we brought in XL Squatch, did, but yeah. I think it's a little bit over 10 inches tall. We can get you the exact dimensions no, I, on it, but it's about, okay. yeah, a little over 10 inches tall. I think in circumference, it's uh, eight to nine mm. inches. <laughs> Dan, do you have the... It's, it's even bigger. Okay. Uh, <laughs> your, your extra large Sasquatch is 11.2 inches long. Uh, the insertable length is 8.9. Uh, the... The middle circumference is nine point nine, but when you get down to that uh, that knot, it's ten point six inches oh, in yeah. circumference. Yeah. Good lord! <laughs> That's and I didn't realize Sasquatches had so much disposable income. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. That is, man. <laughs> it's it's a hefty dildo. Yeah. It, well, and and the fun thing is, we've uh, recently upgraded some of our equipment, so. Uh, we can go bigger. Do you want to talk about your prostate, Mike? Oh God! All right. <laughs> this is we want your we want your troubleshooting. We want tech support for Mike's butt. Yeah, my my, my prostate is broken. Can you fix it? Right? I explain. <laughs> you, you can't just say that. Um, I mean, we, like the the. 
this is the second time we've done butt plugs as a topic. Um, thanks, voters, for deciding which topics we would revisit. Um, <laughs> you sounded. <laughs> did you sound mad? Because now I'm going to talk about my in, oh, inside yeah. my butt. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's our bread and butter. <laughs> um, I mean, I I'm I'm verse. I bought them all the time, but like, I have never had a like, holy shit, this is amazing, like the euphoric angels come out of the sky experience that a lot of bottoms talk about. And so I've just sort of resigned myself to like never having that amazing of an experience. I enjoy bottoming, but it's just not like it's the experience as opposed to the sensation. And, um, it's been suggested that perhaps the right toy would unlock the mysteries of my prostate. But, um, I don't know if that's true. Like, you, are there some people who's just are just broken? You've also talked about <laughs> fix me. <laughs> you've also talked about specifically trying to find your prostate. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's yeah, yeah. body is totally different. Like, I mean, I've bought a prostate massager that was like supposed to have the right curve and it had a little vibrator in it, and it was supposed to, you know, hit the prostate spot on, and it didn't work for me. Like, it did not hit my prostate at all. Um, and I think you guys had mentioned it before. It's like I, the easiest way I've ever found it was with a finger, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah. So I, I feel like with toy use it's not always going to be like right on the prostate i feel like there's also a certain part of like just how you kind of orient your body um if you're like writing someone i feel like sometimes that can kind of help like give you control over like the angle that you're trying to hit it at Mm -hmm. but yeah you kind of have to you've got to kind of poke around and find it Um, poke around that's not the greatest word but feel around (laughs) or have someone feel around um and kind of help you find it but then once you once you kind of understand where it's at i find that you can get there with a toy but um I feel like also to like to come from like prostate stimulation takes quite a bit of um, like usually repetitive like hitting on it and like kind of yeah massaging it and it, but but then again everybody's a little bit different so um, I, I feel like yeah it, it's kind of self discovery to find the spot but then once you do kind of figure it out it it becomes easier to find it in the future mm-hmm. if that makes sense hmm. okay. I need to know where it hides and how to co- how to coax it out from from, from, from its hidey hole. Eight more weeks of winter, right, yeah. <laughs> staying in. I feel like it's farther forward than a lot of people think. Like when you're like if you finger yourself, it's kind of hard to. You mean ventrally as opposed to dorsal? The way that I've been able to get it is like if you stick your thumb in your. But oh, I save it for the video. No, I'm kidding. And go, <laughs> and go like towards your balls. There's usually a spot in there, and you'll hit it, and yeah. it's it's pretty intense once you found it. Yeah, but yeah, have there's you, probably better in, instructions out there with how to locate the prostate. Well, just um, getting like the most ridiculous vibrator ever did not help. Like, like well, I mean, you can't <laughs> shake it loose. Like, like, no, you're, like, like my fillings were going to come out. And <laughs> yeah, no, that's not. I don't think that's part of <laughs> part of the process. And bigger isn't always better either. Like, because sometimes well, you shake right your mouth right past <laughs> the prostate. So you're making sex toys that people will comment. Uh, I would assume, like, comment on things about their own sex life and use does, does it ever cross a line to getting into weird or creepy like either people's emails or comments to you you do more of our social so i guess yeah, i i haven't heard of too many uh like creepy or like really weird interactions there they all seem to be relatively pretty positive but yeah i'd say twitter knows what they're there for it's more of an you know just interaction uh the creepy message comes from grinder where mm-hmm. it's come help me mm-hmm. you know 
show show you know demonstrate your toy on me sort of a thing oh. um there's, no thank you there's a customer service that, that <laughs> would be above and beyond that's the thing <laughs> in the early days it was like well i mean how much <laughs> now the company's going you know oh, open up a patreon <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um but no i mean honestly it's um the so there, there's the like the dong twitter like the fantasy dong twitter but then there's you know, also a really active, um, like fisting community and like, just like big toy kind of like gay man community on, you know, Twitter as well. And I mean, I think that that was a kind of a turning point for us this year was, um, we were a sponsor of a uh, fist fest and yes. Yeah, we went there. We sent we sent off the goods all the way to Georgia, and they got there just in time. It was a last minute situation where their other uh, sponsors dropped out. And so we, uh, we hustled and made it happen. And, um, so some of the attendees, a couple that were there, actually, we just kind of followed and had some really casual, just like, you know, even just like liking sort of interaction on, um, on Twitter with, and, you know, they, they got there and they saw, they recognized our, our brand. And so one of these, you know, really great Fizz Fest attendees won the first choice of the raffle. And, you know, there were all these, you know, bigger toys from one of the established kind of platinum silicone toy, toy makers, you know, that he could have chosen. And he went with one of our 12 inch pride plugs and mm. uploaded a bunch of content with it. And it, you know, was actually, it, it made a big difference. It yeah. was really, it was great. But then a lot of the comments are just a lot, you know, those were directed more towards him per se. Mm. But then, you know, we do talk to like, there's some OnlyFans, you know, content creators that we, you know, are talking with on the side and whatnot. And it, it's, really just kind of at a certain point it's doing business and it just happens to be dongs mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this fantasy dong twitter i'm getting some great new phrases in my repertoire <laughs> and i appreciate it you, you have products that are life casts i think was the word that you used like oh you, we, we we don't have any life cast oh, products at this point any aspirations of that maybe in the future i um, definitely see it as like an opportunity within our assortment but right now it's not something that we're actively pursuing but yeah. we'll see you talk about only fans people i know that's that's a very common thing like hey buy this buy this buy my dick right <laughs> like oh yeah i mean we've t- we've talked about it it's definitely come up as you know at a certain point it, it, it is choosing our, pro- our priorities mm-hmm. and the pnw collection has been great to us and we do have a you know a, a new model that we just recently announced just a couple of days ago geo a model after a gooey duck great okay yeah obviously excellent we excellent. could not wait to roll that one out do you have a kraken toy not yet <laughs> but we've been trying to think about like yeah the, like tentacles are a big you yeah. know part of the mm-hmm. the toy community there a lot of people have those in their collection so we've been trying to figure out okay how do we maybe lean into the the kraken side knowing our our new hockey team here in seattle what's gooey duck oh you don't know what a gooey duck is no. oh kyle oh okay it sounds disgusting well, they're they're an interesting creature. Um, Real phallic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I right? used to. So I used to do this when I was a kid. I'd go out with my family, and uh, we'd go um, out on the peninsula. And there's um, a place called Dosi Wallops that we'd go to, and we'd camp overnight. But then we'd get up and we'd go out and we'd go gooey ducking. So when the tide gets really far out, um, there's actually some really large clam type animals out there. Yeah. Um, so it's a it's a really large clam with a really long neck and. Um, <laughs> 
It's got like a big shell on it, um, but they're very phallic in nature. That's <laughs> what they look like. So I even got pictures like from when I was a kid, like holding one like right in front of my junk. Like, <laughs> Great, <it's> my dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Classic. Yeah. So so it's been fun to be able to yeah, like take some of these things from like just my life and growing up in the Pacific Northwest, and then be able to put that into our company kind of has a fun tie into it. Is that a, that's a Pacific Northwest thing? No, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Did you never watch the Dirty Jobs? No. Okay. There's a great dirty jobs with a with a gooey duck on it. So where where they go to like a farm and they pull a bunch of them out and isn't that like Evergreen State's mascot? Evergreen exactly. State College mascot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Go gooey ducks. <laughs> but yeah, we we do have a a, a model of it that we brought. With oh us no today, way! So Ooh. maybe we can pull out pull that out for the uh, Patreon <laughs> okay. section later. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you ready to? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's that's awesome. We talked about butt plugs a whole bunch. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I learned new things. Hopefully, you all learned new things. Mm. Any any last words before we go to break and uh, do the Patreon stuff? Parting butt plug wisdom. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, in, investing in toys it's it's a kind of a investing in your health. It's self you know love, self pleasure, all that sort of stuff. Um, but really, spend a little bit more. Buy a toy that's actually going to last and going to, you know, not be a health concern. There's something you can use with multiple partners because you can actually sanitize them between uses. They are, it's, it's a premium material for a reason. It has a whole lot of benefits. And unlike, you know, glass or metal or other, you know, products that actually, I think they're great. Glass and metal, I will, ne- I will never, you know, dismiss them because they actually, they are non-porous. Um, you know, like plastic toys are, are porous. So, you know, they covered little hiding spots for bacteria, but glass and metal, non-porous, you can heat sanitize, but they're not lifelike in firmness. And ours really are. It's that extra element that, you know, and then the, of course the pores are super fun too. The glow in the dark and everything like that we love, but, um, there, there, there's something special about the material for sure. Awesome. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, we are going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest. But first, Eric and Emmett from Happy Hole Toys. Where can people find out more about you? What are you up to? Get their hands on your butt plugs. Yeah, so uh, our website is happyholetoys.com. So go ahead and check us out there. And you can chop our in-stock inventory. And if you know if, if there's a toy that you'd love to have, but we don't have it in stock, you can use a form there to fill it out. And we'll um, you know hopefully be able to add it to our next production run. And then um, always follow us on our socials, uh, Happy Hole Toys, uh, or Twitter's at Happy Hole Toys. I think everything is Happy Hole mm-hmm. Toys. Um, but really, most uh, you know, most of our content and stuff, we 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 focus on the Twitter and Instagram there. So those are probably the ones that we're most active on. Um, but yeah, follow us there and stay up to date with the latest news, model announcements, and drop timing. Instagram, we everything that goes on Twitter goes on Insta, but Twitter's just a lot more fun. It's a lot more, you know, interactive. Definitely. Don, don Twitter. Don Twitter. Don Twitter. <laughs> it's a thing. Join the conversation. Um, yeah, so then we'd love to offer all the gayish uh, listeners out there 10% off the, through the rest of the month. So go ahead and just use the, the discount code gayish at checkout, and that'll happen automatically. Awesome. Sweet. Our, our listeners love a sale. They are cheap as hell. So like, this, this is fantastic. <laughs> I hear podcasts are free. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, 
and stuff at Gayish Podcast. Our hotline. You can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. I love Christmas cards. Send them in. Oh. Uh, are we? I hate them. Oh. So now we'll have to decide who you like better. Well, just send them to me then. <laughs> <laughs> and send Kyle lumps of coal. Mm. Um, yeah, so gays and Yeah. I'm happy to go first. Oh, okay. Just volunteering. So the gayest thing about me this week was uh, I, I, uh, I, got, I got dressed up to go to Costco because I know other gays shop there. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't. I was like looking kind of schlubby, and I was like, but I need to go to Costco and get groceries. So, it, like, I got, I got ready, I got pretty, so that I could go to Costco. Other gays go to Costco too. I see gay couples at Costco nonstop. Oh it's my like, god, they're everywhere. Yep, <laughs> mostly like, in the booze section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're here for other things. Oh, booze! Wow, look at that. Yeah, it's totally. <laughs> sure, I need a twelve pack of you know absolute vodka yeah, or whatever. Lo- loading two thirty packs of Truly into the cart, like doing that. Like, come on, bitch! I see you I um, the straightest thing about me this week was uh, I, I I've been dating and I went on a date and we ended up watching the Syracuse Valparaiso game um like, I've n- you I don't even know what you just it's said basketball we, I watched okay. the, I watched a basketball game from like the whole basketball game like why I know I, I actually kind of enjoyed it like maybe that's the straightest oh, thing. why all the sportsing um yeah how about you um the uh straightest thing about me is recently i've been remembering like you know spaghettios <laughs> they're very good and very easy to make and they have little meatballs or hot dogs already cut up in them so i've been buying cans of uh of food like a single straight bachelor which yeah. i'm those things except for one um my gayest is uh procrastinating and doing things later than planned is a gay things and i did not plan a gayest thing and so i was procrastinating until this moment and i don't have anything so maybe a little bit of emptiness is gay too so that's that's mine uh eric or Emmett, who wants to go next? Yeah, I can go uh, next. Um, so I would say the straightest thing, while it wasn't this week, um, I'm, I'm a home brewer, so I like brew my own beer. So, sure. Um, I feel like that's pretty straight. It's yeah. been a while. So what kind? Know. Is it a lager? Or oh, this is great. Ale? Or a... <laughs> um, so yeah, like uh, when I the last batches I had done were more lager-based, so it's definitely a little bit more complex to do that since you have to do like cold fermentations. But, um, but yeah, like that... That that was what I was doing. Also, love to brew seasonally. So, depending on the the time of the year, try to brew whatever is most appropriate. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the gayest I would say is that I completed my second October. Mm. Well um, done. So yes, went through that, and then actually did a back to back into No Nut November. So uh, two months of being locked in chastity. So it's happy it, happy times now being free. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Great. Um, I would say for um, my straightest is uh, I've been I've been checking my fantasy football scores uh, throughout this recording, mm-hmm. making sure you know seeing how things are going. Um, yeah, I know Eric, you know as well, but uh, yeah, you know I love it. You know, it's a bit of a numbers game. It's you know with friends and whatnot. So it, one, gambling, gambling. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> are you winning? Is your team? it's looking good? It's looking good. Yeah. No. Uh, one of the the quarterbacks um, that actually I'm in two leagues and both opponents this le- this week had the same quarterback and he actually uh, got injured 
fairly early in the game, so that's giving me a bit of a you know leg up. So nice. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. I do think with any sports thing, the one way to get my gay ass excited about it is for there to be money on it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, then I'm suddenly the biggest fucking fan that ever existed. <laughs> and right? one of the, one league, like it, it's like I've won you know in the past year, and it was four figure. Like it was a nice payout, and so wow. I'm on the I'm I'm on the cusp of being in the playoffs. So I'm I'm super ex- you know. Watching that, definitely watching that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then the gayest thing I would say is that um, as we are in the middle of December, I'm having to struggle with my face routine mm-hmm. and how I need to adjust uh, the fact that I don't need to use as many oil removers mm. and washing <laughs> and things like that um, as it's that time of year where it's already dry. And we have a gas fire in our house, and so it just exacerbates that. So... Uh, I'm, uh, that's definitely something, you know, my face routine is, um, undergoing, you know, that adjustment period at this juncture, (laughs) having a face (laughs) routine, number one, and then seasonally adjusting it. Absolutely. It's a must. (laughs) Um, well, thank you both for being on. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I also would like to thank our super gap bridgers, Josh Copeland, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, anonymous, Mark Walcott, James Barrow, explosive lasagna, Christopher Frail, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, tipsy McStummels. Don Linsky, Thomas B. Dusty Stanza, E. Coleman, Chris Cajetorian, Jerome York, and Cian and Javi. Thank you. Wow. Thanks, you guys. And that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cajetorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Be butt plug. Butt plug you. <laughs> <laughs>